call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of Gris Gris in my hand. Dig me tripping up and back down the bayou. I'm the last of the best, they call me the Gris Gris Man. What's up, everybody? Got many clients. Hola. Come from miles around. Gracias. Running down my What's up? Hello. And welcome to the Poe Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Jody B. And tonight, um, I'm cleaning out. I'm cleaning out the closet, y'all. I'm moving stuff around, and I'm trying to, you know, get everything kind of out of the can. I think that I operate better when I'm doing this from week to week. I might be able to squeeze one buffer in there just to have an extra one, but the reality of the situation is it needs to be pretty much on the spot if I want it to be what I want it to be. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead on. Today's ugh, today's episode is kind of a mashup of three different sit-down conversations I had with Papa Wright, Hoppy Rogers, and then, let's see, right after the floods in Texas this past summer, uh, I called up Foxy and B-Rob, and unfortunately that night, my uh, something went haywire, and all the audio got messed up. And so we uh, ended up having to scrap that one. But yeah, man, this is kind of the, the the buffer episode that I had just sitting around. It's got a bunch of random shit in it. There's some music throughout. It's just a nice long episode full of just random shit. So hopefully it's not too bad. Um, I recorded an episode of... The new God-shaped mommy hole 2.0 with fucking Tony Rager today, and uh, that's going to be exclusively on YouTube. You can look that out, GSMH Productions, I believe. And uh, looking forward to fun times with Tony Rager. Yeah, this episode—I <laughs> feel funny even saying this. I would like to mention I got a sponsor. Yay! This episode is brought to you in part by. Panda Vape. Now, I think I fucked up last time, and I'm pretty sure that I said it wrong, so I just gotta make sure that I'm getting it everything correct this time. It's pandavape.com. It's at pandavape on Twitter. Pandavape. <laughs> Where you can get... Now, wait a minute. God damn it. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. So, it's at vapepanda.com it's at panda vape on twitter oh that may be confusing but i don't really care listen to what i say <laughs> go do that shit vapepanda.com yeah vapepanda.com all these pandas and shit anyway they sent me some swag it was very polite of them i got some of the juice i got uh lotus flower i believe it's called it's a nice fruity it kind of tastes like uh the red kool-aid 
not like cherry, but like the tropical punch kind in the blue pack. The shit's not bad. And if you go there, use my promo code POBOY501, and you can get 15% off your purchase. They only have two flavors of juice, but they got some other swag. They got some t-shirts and some hats and shit. And, you know, it's a small business, man. Give them some support because they supported me, and that's how the shit works. Not gonna do an outro on this episode. I just wanted to hop on here and tell everybody I love you. I'm I'm glad that we're getting close to Christmas and the end of the year. It makes me excited. I always like New Year's. It's like resetting the timer. And fortunately, we're all gonna get to start over. We get them vacation days back. We're gonna get the tax money. It's just a good time of the year, man. And I'm looking forward to it. So I hope you all are doing well. I'm recording a couple pretty good. I hope they're going to be good. I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be, but I've got a few things coming up that, that should work out really well, and I got some exciting stuff. So, you motherfuckers hold tight. I'm going to I'm gonna play you this shit here, and hopefully uh, you come back next week. You know, you come by, and uh, we'll start getting into some new shit. That's what I'm looking forward to. So, I've rambled enough. Here's my episode. It's just a bunch of odds and ends and shit. Bits and pieces all in your face and ears. I don't know why I paused right there. That was kind of stupid, wasn't it? (laughs) Alright, you guys take it easy. I'll see you next week at the Po' Boys Podcast. If you work too hard and you need a little rest, try my Easy Life Rub or put some of my Bones Fix Jam in your breakfast. Try a little bit of... Head now. Can you hear me better than you could before on the telephone? Uh, I mean, it's the same. Your mama's the same. Hmm, yours isn't. Uh, Alright, now. Your mama's dynamite. <laughs> Here we go, ready? Um, fuck it. I thought it was funny because I came in here to sit down. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was going to have to explain it, but uh, on the way in here, I was like, I always like to jump off with music. Like, that's my best. I think that's the best way to go for it. And then as I sat down, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just kind of giggled to myself a little. So thank you for that, sir. So, yeah, I now I've recently watched the Disney 
uh, animated classic The Jungle Book, so I'm very familiar with that one. I've also seen um, the recent all-computer-generated Jungle Book movie, and also the older live-action Jungle Book movie from a, a while ago. Wasn't it like the dude from Mortal Kombat or something was in it, maybe? Like, it was... Yeah, shit, and there was like live snakes, and yeah, so it was that one was a while ago, but I've seen at least three different iterations of the Jungle Book. But I do mm -hmm. also realize that it is an actual book uh, written by Rudyard Kipling, correct? Correct. From way way back, and does it? In mm -hmm. fact, how much of that story did they change? For the adaptation, is it actually a little Indian village that the tiger kills a family and Mowgli? Like, do you know anything about that yet, or are you all kind of getting into okay. it at the same time? So, I'm only into the first chapter, like I said, and I the story. Well, you know, the book is a is a collection of short stories. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, so it's but they like read in sequential order through you know, different parts of uh, Mowgli's life or whatnot. Okay. So, um, hmm. Shit. So, in the movie, they portray sorry. it as, like, sorry. a chain of events, right? That, like, just one mm -hmm. thing leads to another, leads to another. Like, do you have any inclination with the book? Like, how is there, like, timelines of the stories in the book, like, are they more spaced out with the actual book itself? Like, because in the movie, like I said, everything happens kind of on this one journey to get the kid back to the village, but in the book, is it like a long progression? Is it still like the same little two days? No, not in those terms, because like, uh, for example, he within the first, by the end of the first chapter, he ages 11 years, and he does it in one paragraph. He goes from being a baby to an 11-year-old in a paragraph in the so, uh, they do, but they spend more time talking about the characters, the other characters in the book, than they do Mowgli in the first chapter. So, I'm looking at something right now, so you have to bear with me. No, you're fine. Um, okay, so in the beginning of the book, you have, um, Mother Wolf and Father Wolf. And that's their names in the beginning. Right. You're not introduced to them by character name yet. Um, so, <clears throat> they're, you know, they're in the, in the jungle, chilling in the cut. They got the cubs and all. And uh, this jackal comes into the cave and is talking to the Father Wolf tells him that, you know, this season Shere Khan's going to come around and hunt on their grounds. And you you get the feel in the beginning that that's like a no-no. They don't delve too much into why. Right. But like... You can tell there's a gravity the father to that, wolf, like, Yeah, so yeah. the Father Wolf's got an issue with that shit. Um, the Jackal is a weird character to me, and I, I don't know what's going to happen further on. Uh with him, but he hangs around Shere Khan all the damn time. And so I'm just kind of like, why don't Shere Khan eat the fucking jackal in some of these instances that I'm reading about? But anyway, uh, 
the Jackal's kind of a funny character. He's talking to this wolf about, you know, the goings on with Shere Khan and the Cubs are there with the, with the mother, you know? So he's kind of like taking tone with the Jackal. Like, why are you coming up in, into my damn house with all this shit? Right. You know, in why front of my children. Why are you all this problem to my you know, you need a, So he's like, well, I'm just letting you know, you know, I could have been a dick and not told you anything. But you got anything to eat? And he's like, nah, I was just about to go hunting so you walked up in here. And he's like, I see some bones in the back. And he's like, well, we don't eat the damn bones. And he's like, well, shit, you don't know what you're missing. So he goes over and snacks on some damn bones. And then he's like, well, I'm going to go catch up with Sheer. I'll see you guys when I see you. So word gets around that Sheer Khan's going to do this shit. And he eventually shows up. And in the midst of whatever's going on because uh there's like 50 things going on at this one point that i won't get into in too much depth but um the the baby shows up at the foot of this damn cave and the wolf is about to go outside and inspect there's a lot of noise and commotion going on outside he looks outside there's a fire in the forest and uh <clears throat> he sees uh shere khan jump into it and get burned so you know how he's burned in the movie and looks all gnarly and shit He's all gnarly and shit in the book. Uh, but he's chasing this boy. And so the father wolf gets the damn baby, takes it into the den, throws it down. Mama's all like, oh, look at him. He's cute. And the baby's not afraid of shit either. So the baby just kind of cuddles up next to the damn cubs, and he's just chillaxing. But Sheer Khan knows motherfucker walked off into that damn cave. And he can't fit in it. So he comes up to the cave. He's sticking his fucking arm in there and shit. He's got his face pressed up against the hole. And he's telling them to hand him over the damn, uh, the man cub. And fucking daddy kind of bitches out, man. Like, he's just like, man, you know, I don't have to do what you tell me to do. You ain't, you ain't my daddy and all this kind of shit. And fucking mama wolf stood up. And she said... <laughs> And I had to go back when I was reading this to the kids and 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 translate. But basically what she said, motherfucker, you don't know me. My name is Rasha, the motherfucking demon they call me. And so she ends up chastising this damn tiger and says, you keep fucking with me and you're going to have to deal with me. You know, these are my cubs. This is my cub. Get the fucking stepping. And in the book, it even alludes to how the damn father wolf looks over and says, God damn. damn. God like, he's damn. just marveling at his bitch. Like, my bitch. So, um, <laughs> She's, like, kicking up grass and, like, walking in circles. Like, I wish a motherfucker would mm-hmm. drive me. Bring your mm-hmm. ass in this cage, motherfucker. <laughs> She's just going ham on shit. Now let's get into... Now let's get into... Uh, Mowgli being accepted. So now they got this damn man cub and shit. And the father, or his character's name is Akila, of course. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, uh, what are we going to do? You know, like, it's cool and all that we're keeping him from the tiger, but we got to show him to our group. And I don't know how they're going to react. So <clears throat> she's like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I'll tell them what to do. When, when the, you know, when the time comes. 
Good thing is, so, we're the motherfucking when, pack leaders around here, so they ain't really got a choice. Huh? Right. Motherfucker. Like, we we kind of run this hey. shit. I don't know if you noticed this shit. Then they went, did she <laughs> went, got but one elder to answer to. She went Dick Gregory, and she said, then they gonna have to deal with it, huh? Huh? Um, huh? Um, somewhere. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, they have a council every full moon, which is about once a month. So, they all meet up, and they have a circle. And uh, the objective is the elders sit on the outside and you throw your kids into the ring so that the others in the pack can inspect your child so they know it's part of the pack. Yeah. So Mama Wolf says, hey, I'm a, that's how we're going to do this shit. I ain't going to say shit until council, and we're just going to see what they say. So they got the elder wolf up at the top for the heat. He would be the one that Shere Khan throws off the fucking ledge in the dam. Yeah. Uh, uh, movie. Um, as it happened in the book, but anyway, chilling with all the other cubs. He's playing with some rocks and shit, dark as hell outside. And the elder wolf is just sitting there saying, "Everybody, look, get your get your look on." And just keeps repeating it. And uh, eventually, Shere Khan shows up. And says he wants that damn that cub. Yeah. Telling everybody now, I want that damn cub right now. He ain't one of y'all. And y'all sitting there got him in the goddamn ring, mm-hmm. playing around, acting like he's a fucking wolf. He ain't a wolf. And by the way, his name is Mowgli the Frog. That's what his mother named him. Mama Wolf named him Mowgli the Frog. So, um, he said, you know, he's not one of y'all. He's a man. Men do fucked up shit. And y'all already playing with fire in the first place. Why don't you just let me eat his ass now and be done? And and so the elder don't even look at him. He just keeps, you know, commanding everybody to keep looking. Keep looking. And I believe in this part, I believe the mother runs him off again. But what happens after that is Baloo stands up. This is where you get introduced to Baloo. He stands up in the council and he says, look, I know I ain't none of y'all, but y'all have selected me as the one to teach the law of the jungle to you guys. So if I'm charged with teaching you the ways of the jungle and you're all of different kinds, then this should be no exception. So I'll vouch for him because the rule in the the jungle is if you're not accepted into the pack or into the the community, at least two other members got to vouch for you in order for you to be accepted. So... That's when he stands up and says, hey, I'll vouch for him. You give him to me, I'll teach him no different than I taught you guys, and you'll see it won't be much different. So the elder says, okay, that's one. So you got anybody else? Ain't nobody saying shit. And that's when Bagheera shows up. Right. So Bagheera walks off into the group, and he says, look, I know I'm not a member. But I do know the law of the jungle. And isn't it written somewhere in your law that a life can be purchased? And if a life can be purchased, can it not be recognized as your own? And they were like, hmm, well, what's your point? He says, well, I happen to know where a dead bull's sitting right now. That'll feed you guys forever. You know, it'll get you good, get a good start any goddamn way. So how about I give you guys the cow and y'all just let him, let him live? Well, they think it's, it's a stupid idea at first. And he says, look, Y'all can eat his ass right now, but look at him. He's little. 
So here's the thing. You guys raise him to be your own, and then when he's grown, if you decide, fuck it, he's not what we wanted, eat him. Just eat him. Yeah, fair Be enough. done with it. So then they said, well, are you going to show him the ways of the jungle? He was like, I don't see why the fuck not. And so then there's an 11-year fucking gap there so where it for- kind of tells you that. Huh? Except for the fact that I'm kind of a panther and I don't really know what being a dude is like, but I'll fucking try, you know. <laughs> That's way different than uh, what they were doing in the other. I mean, it's kind of more similar to the recent, the recent Jungle Book. Like that seems a little more along those lines, just with the wolves and the council and shit. But even That's the true, new movie, but they still you don't get Baloo showing up till much later, and he's just some stray bear in a cave that has to introduce himself to the group much later. Yeah, well, also, just what you just said, in the movies, both the movies that are pretty already out, Bagheera is the person that basically finds him or, like, brings him to the attention of the wolves. Right. Yeah, he's still a background figure in that he's always around and trying to, you know, help out and keep up with the kid. But end of the day, in the first two movies, Bagheera is, like, a beginning character for Mowgli, like, finding the wolves and becoming into their little family shits. Right. So that's a very big difference, you know, between the book and the movie. Oh, huge, huge difference. Because that means that, like, Bagheera, in, like, the, the cartoon, it means that Bagheera holds more weight because it's almost like he's an uncle. Like, he's been around the whole time. So right. So Mowgli still has that little, like, he will respect what he says, even though he's mouthing off at him, he still, like, hears what he says and, like, heeds it. But the way you're making it right. sound is like Bagheera didn't even show up till the motherfucker was, you know, a couple years old. And they were like, look at this little right. motherfucker. He don't know shit. So he basically is like mm, negotiating this kid's staying there with the wolves. But also like not becoming a major. Just like, hey guys, y'all should do it this way. And when it comes to time, I'll fucking do this. As opposed to, I'm going to be here the right. whole time. If you need me, call me. Like, it's a very big difference. Mm-hmm. So in the eleven year, well, the eight year span of time uh, that they jump, they illustrate that he spends a majority of that time either sleeping, eating, or riding on fucking uh, Bagheera's back through the jungle, getting the layout, understanding his terrain and shit like that. And then Baloo is his teacher, so. Gets up in the morning time, goes to school, gets to learn on from fucking Baloo, then catches a cab or fucking Bagheera, and then, you know, goes sightseeing for a little while, and then goes to make him a sandwich and goes to sleep. So it's more like Tarzan, in a sense, as opposed to just mm-hmm. like a, a, a week-long trip. It's like this is a, a lifetime right. spent in the jungle, as opposed to just... The Elder also yeah. said... The elder wolf also said once he was voted in that he said the panther makes a good point. Um, as, but as opposed to eating him, maybe we can leverage him as a tool later on. Right. So I wonder if they're gonna if there's gonna be something that Mowgli does um, because he's a man, not just like the thing in the book where he or in the movie where he sets the shit on fire and plays in the fire so that he can lure the damn type all that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, I wonder if they're going to have him do some really cunning shit. Because the idea 
that uh, Bagheera proposed also was that you could raise him up to kill fucking Shere Khan. So well, that would be that's already been introduced. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that happened in Tarzan. Whereas that, that it's actually more did accidental. Happen. Do what now? I said that actually happened in Tarzan. At least in the movie, it was mm-hmm. you know the mm-hmm. father gorilla silverback dude didn't really like like him and shit. And then like came the time right. where Tarzan was like um, an adolescent or almost a, a man. And then that fucking cheetah or jackal or bangle tiger, whatever the fuck it was, he had to kill that shit. And then you know, like in the movie, he drops right. it and he's like, "Look, it was the same shit that got his parents." You know, so. In theory, that is similar to the Shere Khan thing, because that's what, you know, allegedly Shere Khan killed his parents. Therefore, it would be like the ultimate um, revenge, if you will, the the repayment of the... And see, I'm wondering how they're going to paint that picture in the book, or if it's even painted in the book at all, because all that's there is a fire, tiger chasing the baby, baby shows up at the cave. So I haven't heard of any parents yet. Any of that shit. So I'm wondering where that's going to lead. They or there's that. even a backstory to that. They sit on that for a long time in the movie. Like, I think that's last yeah. 20 minute shit where they finally reveal why Shere Khan hates men and why he's after Mowgli in particular. Because he's like, he killed his parents, he got away, that kid's going to grow up to make fire and fuck him up. That's why he wants him dead. Bam. <laughs> But, you know, okay, so just like in The Wizard of Oz, I don't know if you've read The Wizard of Oz, have you? No, I don't read. In particular, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Okay, so that book is very dark and sinister, in my opinion, when you really read it. Um, And I know all the allegorical references that have been made to the movie and all, but the thing that struck me the most is there were so many characters in the book that could have been in the movie that were way cooler than the characters they chose to cast. You mean just the base uh, three? So, like, or do what now? You mean like just the base three? Like there are other characters that were as prevalent in the book or Yeah. There were other characters in the book that made the characters that you got more relevant. Like there's a ton of backstory to the line. There's a ton of shit that happens to the line while going to see the wizard. You know? Um they get separated several fucking times. They're crazy fucking circumstances. And there's all kinds of animals in the damn forest that help them out that aren't in the movie. So um, I'm wondering if I'm going to see the same thing in the Jungle Book because I have a study guide for the kids that compares the move, the newer movie to the book. Yeah. And so, and it also has like some science. It's, it's very integrated. It has a little bit of uh, all the cores wrapped up into this lesson plan. So in the section that delves into the characters, it tells you about the types of animals. So like you get information on the animals. So today we learned about wolves and bears and shit like that. Well, there's other animals in this damn book that I didn't know were in the fucking movie. For example, um, a rhino. Yep. Didn't know that. Yep. Um, elephants are, of course, in the newer movie, uh, and they have a big role. Well, they're in both. Um, yeah, they're in both. They yeah. don't really they, got, they don't go into it as much in the cartoon, because it's more of like a friendly occurrence, because that's where they meet the little elephant and the kid meet. But like 
In the other one, it's like they're walking through the jungle, and all of a sudden the big motherfuckers are walking and knocking down palm trees, and then Bagheera's like, Slowy Rojo, like these motherfuckers bulldoze the, the jungle. They are the, right. the path makers for our lives. Like, you know, because it's, it's uh, what's his dick? Sir, Sir, bald headed dude with the mustache guy. <laughs> I can't remember. His uh, name. Yeah. The guy that plays Bagheera in the movie. Um, I'm not even gonna look him up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck everybody. <laughs> I don't even give a shit. It's not important. I'm just saying. Like in the new movie, they make a point to say the elephants are the providers. They are the ones that carve the jungle for us. And then in the original one, it's just eight elephants walking through the fucking savanna, just talking about give it up, two, three, four, and they're just walking and you know doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Until later in the movie, they do show like a similar thing where it's like. Mowgli's gone missing and they can't find him so then they run back into the elephants and then all of a sudden they start like actually visually stomping down trees which is what they were actually doing in the movie movie so it's they've done a a decent job like of making the correlations but like already I can tell with what you're saying like there's plenty of spots where they're just like nah let's switch that up a little right make it a little more interesting to do it this way speaking of animals I know you guys have had a hard weekend or whatever. Um, I don't guess Mandy's had time to see this post I put on Facebook. I'm going to recap for you the conversation between my boys dealing with the animal kingdom. Okay. Um, The other day, I was explaining the mission of the carrier pigeon. Okay. Um, told them, you know, make your little note, put it in the pigeon's mouth, and you send it on, and deliver the message to you. Right. Flick them back, you clap, and they come back. Okay. So, get done talking. The lyric says, that's pretty cool. Scott, mind you, both of the boys are playing on their tablet, so they're, like, not fully involved in the conversation. There are still involved in the conversation. So he's looking right. at the shit. And he says, that's pretty cool. And Scott starts snickering. He says, you're so stupid lyric. Pigeons can't fly. Mm-hmm. He said, what? Scott said, pigeons can't fly. They just slide. Lyric said, slide? What do they slide on? He said, ice dummy. <laughs> so the lyric starts dying laughing. He said, you're the dummy. Those are penguins. <laughs> So Scott sits there for a little bit, and then I thought he had a stroke. <laughs> he just had this blank look on his face, and he said, "Oh man, but yeah, pigeons and penguins." <laughs> it's beautiful just to hear it because, like I said, that's the younger one telling the older one, and it's like he was trying to be a shithead, but turns out he's fucking dumb. Exactly. <laughs> like, not dumb, but exactly. Just, and when I <laughs> just when I posted it. I even said, you know, we're talking about Scott here, not Lyric. Like, right, Lyric's right. the airhead. <laughs> He's the younger one. He's the, the chillax, I don't give a shit, I wouldn't act like I knew if it did know kind of guy. And he had to check, you know, <laughs> Captain America over here. Yeah, yeah. This fucking guy over here with your fucking information. Mr. Penguin Man, what do you know, man? <laughs> 
That's I so said funny. my damn mom's rubbing off on you, man. You know, because she thought that uh, Michael Jackson had Parkinson's disease, you know. <laughs> did I tell you about that? You, you did tell me that. That's That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. And Malcolm X got shot at fucking yeah. motel balcony in Tennessee. It's easy to get shit like that confused, I think. I don't think so. There's I don't a, think so. There's yeah. a famous comedian <laughs> dude that I listened to, and he said that uh, for the longest time he thought Anne Frank and Helen Keller were the same person. <laughs> he said it didn't really so this, it yeah. didn't come to fruition until he went to the Anne Frank house. He was in there cracking it's, fucking you know, Helen Keller jokes, and nobody was laughing. And he was like, what's wrong with you fucking people? so Dick Gregory Uh said two things that kind of tie into what we're talking about one was there are so many stupid people on this planet right now Mm -hmm. he said even the ones that think they're smart are very stupid he said think about people that you know come to you and say man I aced that test I had no idea I was going to ace it because you're stupid. That's why you didn't know. Because if you weren't stupid, you'd have known you was going to pass the test. So, that's one thing. That's some good logic. You surprise yourself. That doesn't mean you're smart, motherfucker. <laughs> it means you surprise yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing was, he said, you know, I want to um, thank Mr. Obama for proving that all black people did not look alike. And, uh, you know, everybody in the crowd was kind of like, huh? And he said, I've heard a lot of white people say that all black people look alike. But since Obama's been president, I ain't had one motherfucker come up to me and say, how you doing, Mr. President? Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty deep, dog. That's pretty fucking deep. Oh, Dick Gregory. <laughs> He's been that same guy. And when I heard him say that, I tried to apply that to other races, and I was like, nah, it wouldn't really work with me. <laughs> you know? I think Dick Gregory is a lot like Paul Mooney in that like, they've always been that same guy, so it's kind of hard. Well, they used to work together. No, I get it. I'm just saying, like, but if you look at really old footage of them, because, I mean, I'd have no real knowledge of Paul Mooney or Dick Gregory, to be honest with you, like, other than what I've sought out myself and what I've just happened to stumble on. Mm. Um, You know, but you can watch, like, Richard Pryor's roast. You can go back, and, like, Paul Mooney's probably a, a hearty 35 years old, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Got all his hair sitting there at the table, just almost looking autistically at the table. You know, like just mm-hmm. kind of sitting there chilling. You know, he's one of the funniest fucking people in the world. And it's just, he's just sitting there just fiddling, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very humble. But him and Gregory saying, used to uh, write for Pryor. Yeah. Gregory used to roll with fucking Cosby. But he don't like Cosby too much. Uh, well, why is that? Well, because of all the stuff that that's come up about him now but he will go down the rabbit hole and tell you how much of that he thinks is bullshit and he pissed off cbs that's why he's in this shit now according to dick gregory um 
this stems from Bill Cosby attempting to buy CBS. Oh yeah, I all the sex that. charges and shit. Yeah, he did. He sure enough tried to buy CBS just to shove it up their ass, huh? He was like, "Fuck, yep, fuck, yep. fuck you." I don't say that. And Dick Gregory said that was the dumbest thing, and all the niggers them because you had to know that there is never gonna be. As long as the people that own the top four on the top four won't never be a black man owner of one of those establishments. Hmm. There hasn't been. All due respect to black folks. Fuck Oprah had to make yeah. her own network. That's she got more was, money in her pussy than anybody. What I was finna say is all due respect to black folks and artists and, and all that. Uh, there's probably only a few people that could afford to buy it. Now you could maybe tag team it and then get a bunch of like prominent black figures to to get together and buy a network, but I don't know. Like that, a they probably wouldn't sell it to you, and b like the more people you involve like that, I feel like the better chance, the better likelihood that you end up eating shit for one reason or another. Just you know, too many chefs in the pot. Right. It's probably for the better. I mean, there's not enough fucking stupid white people programming to put on a black ne- network. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have enough content. Right. Everybody's so used to watching just menial bullshit television. They would just be like, we ain't watching this shit. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? Like, ah. I guess we can run back-to-back episodes of the Apollo. And because, you know, we'll get some Hamburger Jones. And fucking Bernie Mac, and we'll just run them back to back for three hours, and this shit is funny. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Hit me! You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, there's BET. That's technically a black network, but it's not... I don't know. Like, it's, yeah, but that started in an age where, like, when BET started, they started from the fucking ground up. Yeah, and a black woman started that with just a little, a little bit of money, you know. Um, to start a, like I said, to start something now, you're sure not gonna buy anything. And like, and if Oprah couldn't go in and buy anything, and I promise she's probably tried. She had to go make her own damn network. Spike Lee had to go make his own damn network. I mean, that's really where it's at nowadays. If you want to make sure people are seeing your shit, you got to make your own platform. Yeah. And it's totally doable. You know, like it's, it's, it just takes some dedication and, and a little bit of hustle, man. You can figure it out. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's always going to work. Like, I mean, not to say that Oprah's channel isn't, isn't operational but like how successful is it compared to the like is it even included in basic cable or do you got to pay extra for the Oprah network you have to pay extra package usually to get um, I think it's all going to go to streaming I really do I think that probably in the, next, in the next five years at least the we'll call it 10 like the 10 biggest networks that own all that shit are going to break off and have their own you know medium for streaming services i think that'll be it and you'll ch- you'll pay 10 15 20 a month 
for, you know, one or two channels that you enjoy, and then that'll just be that. Or you'll pay $20 for a sports channel for ESPN or something. You know, like, that's probably what's going to happen. Right. I feel like it. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about Disney and how, you know, they just put a lot of their shit on Netflix, but now they're fixing to just break off and make their own network, and that's crazy because they literally have so much content that they could definitely do that. But then it's an aspect of like how much, how much, um, let's see here. What's the word I'm looking for? Disney is made up of so many subsidiaries. How much of each like content blocks do you allow? Or do you make like separate subscriptions? Like Disney movies, you know what I'm saying? Like classic Disney movies, Lady and the Tramp, 101 Dalmatians, Beauty and the Beast, shit like that. Right. That's that's an avenue all by itself. Classic Disney movies. Then you've got classic Disney content. You know, know, the Mickey Mouse Mouse Club and all that that stuff. stuff. She's a psycho bitch from hell Sucking on a pale mail She gets drunk as a carload of white trash And walks like a duck She's hairy as the missing link Her 12 D wide pick and paste stink The nicest thing she ever said to me Was you suck Oh, the best mood she ever been in Was a bad mood And it just tends to go from bad to worse and all she ever gave a damn about was a shot of early times and a quaalude. But a good ass whipping is what her big ass deserves. She's a psycho bitch from hell, sucking on a pale mail. She gets drunk as a carload of white trash and walks like a duck. She's hairy as the missing link Her 12D wide pick and paste stink The nicest thing she ever said to my mama Was your son sucks But her old mama's still in jail Cause her daddy drank up the bail And her whole family thinks that Bob Saget is funny and her little twin sister used to be a whore But that little pig ain't no whore no more Cause nobody's desperate enough To give the little skank no money Yeah, she's a psycho bitch from hell Sucking on a pale male She gets drunk as a carload of white trash And walks like a duck She's a hairy as a missing link Her 12D wide pick and paste stink And the nicest thing she ever said to me Was you better come bail me out or I'll kill your family Hello Check, check, check out my melody Motherfucker, yeah Yeah 
Oh yeah. Uh, ever since I can remember, I've been popping my collar, popping, popping my collar, popping, popping my collar. Uh, ever since I can remember, I've been working these holes, and they better put my money in my hand. In my hand. Uh, ever in my since hand. I can remember, I've been popping my collar, popping, popping my collar, popping, popping my collar. Uh, ever since I can remember, I've been working these holes, yeah. and they better put my money yeah. in my hand. That's what time it is. Because uh, fuck everybody else, Hoppy Rogers. <laughs> okay, okay. Put my money in my hand. Yeah. I got some change in my pocket. Put the change in my pocket all the way in that shit. <laughs> and don't you forget, bitch better have my money. Who are you podcasting with tonight? I'm going to go with uh, the Listening Party podcast. It's a show that I've actually, I did one an episode of their show. And uh, the dude that I had the episode I posted today was actually a friend of theirs. So Sweet. Yeah, man, they're in California, though, so it's like that time zone. That's probably the biggest problem I've had with podcasting in fucking general is just time zones and working with other people's fucking schedules. Like, that shit is tough, bro. I, yeah. <laughs> you already know shit. I've pissed off so many L.A. people because I forget yeah. And I'll holler at him at like 8 in the morning and they're like, bitch, it's 5. And I'm like, oh, fuck. That's right, because it's 2 hours here, so you're 3. God damn. Yeah. That's so weird to me. It's like time travel. Like, motherfucking, how can it give, like in Australia, it's tomorrow. Like, how the fuck does that work? <laughs> is it tomorrow or yesterday? Which one is it? Uh, I know in India, it is uh, tomorrow at, at like noon or like, no, it's 8 in the morning. In India. So fucking crazy to me. Like, I just, I've I've only been on one plane in my whole life, Hoppy Rogers. And I've always, like, wondered with the time zones, like, if it was possible to, like, be on a plane and you traveling from, like, one time zone to the, like, can you legit, like, time travel? Yep. I mean, you can stay at 8 a.m. for 24 hours. And then all of a sudden it's 8 a.m. the next day. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Can't. And then the thing about India is uh, you go ahead 12 hours and then back two and a half. And, and it's that time tomorrow. So, like, like, like we're all, like, one hour, one hour, one hour. Right. How is India How is India 30 minutes off plus X hours? So, like, it's it's 1030, it's 8 in the morning. So, like, how's that work? There's not and then, but it's cool. Right? It's cool because, like, uh, I got, like, three or four Bollywood dudes that edit. Yeah. And uh, I can get them to do it for cheap because, like, 
you know, I can make them rich for like twenty dollars. And uh uh so like i like right now, right? I'll be like working on something. I'm not tonight, but like let's say I was working on something and I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to bed. I can holler at them over there, it's eight in the morning. I send them the shit, send them, you know, twenty, thirty, forty bucks, depending on what it is. When I wake up, shit's done. So it's like even when it's the middle of the night here, it's tomorrow there, so it's work time there. So you could literally get shit handled anytime you fucking need it, huh? Yep. Look at you thinking ahead. Quick like a bunny. Motherfucker. <laughs> what you doing tonight, you son of a bitch? You sitting around fucking playing with your pussy cat? Yeah, I was at the car show with dad all day. We went every year since I was five. I saw you in the hot ride yesterday, so I didn't know if you were taking it somewhere for something special or if you were fucking just taking pictures. So is that what you were doing? You were in transport to the old car show? Yep. That's dad's. He's got, uh, that's a 34 Ford. And he's yeah. got a 35 Plymouth, uh, 55 F-150, uh, old Cobra. He's got a shit ton of shit. I'm broke. He's rich. You like cars? I love cars, but I can't afford cars. No, I've got an old ass on it. I feel you. <laughs> I've always had shitty cars, so that's why it's like I am infatuated with them in the aspect of like they're pretty to look at, but I don't know dick about cars because, I mean, I can fix general maintenance shit, like just stuff that normally breaks on cars that you have to replace because I didn't have money for mechanics, so you got to fix that shit. And like fuel pumps and filters and Lights uh-huh. and windshield wipers and fucking door jams and shit like that. I used to have uh, Acura Integra Fast and the Furious out back in the day when I had money, but Which it fuck? got totaled. Well, that car got totaled three times. I rebuilt it twice. The third time, I just said, you're cursed. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck this car. Uh, I, I told it the very first night I got it, going three miles an hour. Damn, that you heard me. Been, that should have been your first three. clue, Hoppy. Goddamn. <laughs> First night I got it and it was all finished. Uh, three miles an hour, I was changing lanes. I was, they, they was painting the goddamn uh, stripes in the road, and I was afraid I'd get uh, paint flung up on the tires and the rim and all that. So I'm, I'm going three mile an hour in between the lines. Didn't pay attention to the the big ass truck going 55 miles an hour coming down the other lane. <laughs> so that was my fault. And then uh, second time I was at a red light. At a red light, mind you. Yeah, sitting yeah. there, dump, dump trucks coming up, uh, rolls over top of my car. And he was like, I thought it was going to turn green. And then the next time, I was doing uh, 55, and the cops coming head on doing 55. And then he tried to take a left turn real quick, didn't make it. We hit head on doing 55. Yeah, I think so, it's probably a good thing you got rid of that car, bro. <laughs> and they said that was 30% my fault because I was speeding like, I was like, if I was speeding more, I would have been gone. So were you like making the turn or were you going straight and he was making the turn? No, no. I was just minding my own business going straight and he tried to take a quick left instead of waiting. Yeah, yeah. That's some, damn. Maybe that's some shit. Yeah, that's how people get killed on motorcycles all the time. I, um, dude, we have a lot of people get fucked up on motorcycles here. We have a couple of places where they have bike rallies like in the summertime. And uh, there's actually a stretch of highway that I drive every day. And uh, for the longest time, dude, it's been a two-lane highway. And it's windy as fuck. It goes up through the mountains and comes out in hot springs. And, uh, dude, like like a couple years ago, they went down and they actually, you know those little wake-up bumps they put on either side of the freeway? So, like, if you're dozing off, you hit them shits? 
they put them in the center lanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that out here on a couple Just of them. because that was the deal is these motherfuckers will come around these bins and, and get out of their lane. And if somebody else is coming around to bend the other way and they do the same shit, then you get one hell of a head-on collision because, I mean, it's, you know, 55, 60 miles an hour there coming around a blind curve and then just – I saw one one time where uh, it was a dude on a motorcycle, like a uh, like a cruiser, you know, not like a Harley or anything, but like a Honda cruiser with the, the trailer, like the matching little buggy trailer behind it. Uh-huh. And what had happened was is he was coming around the fucking bend and the goddamn car that was coming head on like missed the bike – but the trailer had scooted over a little bit, and what he did is oh. he that trailer, which shot it clear around the ass end and to the other side of the bike. Then it jerked sideways and threw both of them off into the... Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. We pulled up like right after it had happened. Like The cops hadn't even got there yet. So they were trying to stabilize them. It's a dangerous highway, bro. Like I, it's There's so many little crosses with flowers and shit sitting there all up and down. Like it's uh, and So the point is they're making it four lanes now. Which fucks up my day to day because you know they're doing paving one side and they got to do one one lane traffic and with the stop signs and the yield signs and it's just oh I hate sitting still when I'm trying to work. Yeah, uh, I don't know how like the ambulance drivers was like how the fuck do you have legs because the whole like the whole front engine compartment was crunched in like a, a pop can. Yeah. The dashboard opened up like a mouth. The uh. The the steering wheel was like like ninety degrees, like flat, and then uh, the engine was in my lap. Like I like I like I I thought I was covered in blood when I come to arrest, and uh, like I, I was just, I was scared to look in the mirror, and I was like count to three and fucking do it because you got to own this shit. Yeah. And uh, and I looked at it and it was all just fluids, like and I'm like I'm good, I'm good. I can take a couple little fluid burns. Oh man. That's one of my biggest fears, man. I've um I've only been in one like semi in it wasn't really a wreck wreck. I mean, I hit somebody, but it was I tried real hard to miss them, so I really just ripped the bumper off this person's car. You know what I mean? Like it really wasn't like a a full-blown contact. I've had people kind of bump me in parking lots and shit, but like seeing really aggressive uh you know, accidents on the freeway freak me out, man. Because I've I've seen yeah. some, I've seen some on these freeways down here, dude. That just you you wonder, you know, if people do walk away from it, how? Because it's I've seen some pretty gnarly, pretty gnarly wrecks. Uh, I think the worst one I saw, and we didn't know it at the time until we watched the news later, mm-hmm. and that kind of like it was like whoa, karma. But uh, there's a dude here. They got away with murdering a UK football player. And I don't, I, it was probably drugs. I don't know. Like I'd have to look it all back up, but he got away with that shit. And then like four years later, like I was living in Lexington still, but I was here visiting in Louisville somebody. And, uh, I was heading back and I was getting ready to get on 64, which is the one that goes between Louisville and Lexington. Yeah. And, uh, as soon as I got on the on-ramp, I seen this white SUV. I don't even, I, I don't even know what he bumped, but like he bumped something flipped and then this motherfucker comes straight out the front windshield and i mean like him and that him and that pavement got intimate and like real quick and uh so i stopped like four or five basically the whole freeway stops but like four or five of us run up it was freezing outside so like we put a blanket on him and was like 
trying to keep him coherent until the ambulance. But we didn't know. And then later on, it was like, oh, shit, that's dude. Oh, that's crazy. So it's kind of like if, in fact, he did do the murdering, then, you know. Yeah. You can run on for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sooner or later, God will cut you down. <laughs> I saw an accident, and it's it's really amazing that nobody was really... I don't think anybody got hurt bad beyond like a broken bone or two, but like it was just real quick. It was three semi-trucks and like a Toyota Camry. So it was... The big, the first semi truck, right, slammed on the brakes. Okay, semi truck with a fifty-three foot trailer, just straight up tractor trailer rig. Behind that truck is a Toyota Camry, right? Slams on his brakes, but also does it too late. So the front end of his shit goes under the fucking the bumper of the, oh, no. that first trailer. Okay, so that's yeah. truck Toyota Camry. The third tractor trailer smashes into the ass into the Camry, so the Camry gets it from both ends, right? Bam, bam, smushes him. Now, the second trailer is pulling a flatbed trailer, not like a a full-size box, but like a flatbed, right, with nothing on it. The fucking fourth trailer hits that flatbed, and the flatbed corner of it comes up and into the driver's seat of the fucking uh, big rig cab. Like, there's a picture of this shit. You know, it's just four fucking cars just mangled together, and nobody died. (laughs) Whoa. Like I said, I think the dude in the Camry got, like, maybe a concussion and a broken rib, and then the dude in the last truck got, like, a broken leg or something like that, but nobody fucking died. So that's pretty amazing, just to see something, like a picture of, you know, truck, car, truck, truck, and just all smushed together in one giant fucking piece of metal. Automobile centipede. Feed him! Feed him! (laughs) So, what? You like horror movies. How old are you, Hoppy? Are you you at liberty to tell me that? I just turned 30 fucking 6 like 10 days ago. Same age as my wife. Good job. All right. What you like horror movies? Like, is that you? When you watch movies, you prefer horror, or do you like other shit? I love all kinds of shit. Uh, I mean, I'm a sucker for goddamn love movies, like La La Land. Like this chick, Christina, my Disney actress out in L.A. Like she did Broadway musicals and all that, and she hates it. Like she's like, I was watching that on a plane. It fucking sucked. And I'm like, I'm not really into musicals, but I love the love story. Like it's it's a beautiful. If you you know. You can even fast forward to the the hokey dancing parts and just watch the story. I love it. But, uh, I heard it's really good though. Yeah. So, but even like uh, Mother Fancy, like I'm selling it as a horror movie, but it's a love story. Yeah, because you said it's because Fancy doesn't. Excuse Mother Fancy doesn't believe in uh, in love, and then like people fall in love, and she's like, Nah, don't be love. Yeah, and that's what B-Rob didn't get when I was saying it's a reverse Breaking Bad, is I'm turning her from Scarface into, like, uh, you know, uh, not necessarily June Cleaver, but one woman or something. So, what, was there, like, a, a horror movie that you can think of that actually, like, hooked you? Like, the first one that you watched that maybe even scared you a little bit, and you were just like, ugh, and just stuck with you for a while, like one that's burned into your brain? 
I, I mean, uh, Freddy Krueger Part Three. Freddy that was the first one that scared the shit out of me when I was yeah, a kid. That but was, uh, that was a good one. <laughs> as far as you know, like, but it's easy to scare kids with horror movies, man. Like, I don't know. There was a few that freaked me out. I guess uh, Jason and and uh, Michael Myers, neither one either. They never scared me. I don't know why. I like slasher movies. I like Friday the Thirteenth. That's probably my favorite series. And I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street. That's probably like number two. Um. I think for me personally, like, I know the one that, that got me. Like, the first horror movie, like, I have two. One that I remember just scenes from that I, I know for a fact, like, scared me a little when I was a kid. And it was, the first one is from It. It's when the kids look into the sewer and Tim Curry's down there and he fucking pops up and he's like, ah, you know, that little scare scene right there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Growls at the kid or whatever. And then Pet Cemetery was like the first horror movie that I watched by myself while everybody left me home alone, you know, because my grandma, right. she like she would go to back lots and just buy like boxes full of videotapes. And so like our living room, we didn't have cable. So if we wanted to watch, you know, TV, we watch movies. And so she would go to flea markets and fucking yard sales and just buy just. You know, for a quarter apiece, she'd get these just piles of VHS tapes. So in our living room, it was like a video store. Like she put two, by <laughs> she put two by fours on the wall and two by sixes, and like just lined every wall in our living room with movies. And then she kept like a book, so she would rent them out. I, that sometimes to hustle, she would you know rent them out for money, like a little trailer park. <laughs> Movie still. Did y'all have a fucking Jane Silent Bob over? It was like we had a book, like a master catalog that had numbers, and all the movies had little stickers on them with numbers, like a card catalog. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, man. So, like, there are, movies, there are some movies that I have legitimately seen 50 times, 100 times, you know, just because that's all we had to watch. And, like, a lot of life oh, lessons and shit that I learned. Like, I didn't have a father. So, it's like a lot of any lessons I learned were from movies that I watched. What was the first one that scared you as an adult? <sighs> I tell you what. It's not even one that scares me, but one that I think did pretty good. Like, just, you know, like, well, I like this. Was the remake of the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The one with Jessica okay. Biel and Arlie Ermey. And uh, I think that the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is pretty gnarly. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's from the 70s. And I understand that then it was like a crazy groundbreaking movie. But after we watched that remake, we went out and rented the original. And it just, you know, it was all right. My favorite part in the original, and it, I mean, it, I die laughing and, and rewind it like four times every time I watch it. Is when she uh, escapes the house and uh, the blonde, and and she's running through the woods, and she's thinking she's gonna get away, and her feet. I think I've already said this somewhere. I don't know. If you're, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. No, 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 but, uh, I know this. Go ahead. She, she's hitting fucking feet on the ground so hard, flat-footed that her voice is like, uh, <laughs> "It's just hilarious, dude." No, um, you know, I think. So that Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they did a good job. Like, it was really creepy. You know what I mean? Like, I think part of the allure of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was that it was believable. You know, a lot of those are based off of real people, serial killers and shit like that. And I think that the whole Ed Gein, fucking Ted Bundy, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer kind of 
people that kidnap people and eat them and shit. You know what I mean? Like that's creepy, man. But, and yeah, and, and people don't even know the worst serial killers. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there was the black dude. I can't remember his name, but he dude he got away with like fifty girls. And then uh, Israel Keys, like that motherfucker was like I don't. I'm listening to a show that called Criminality, and they talk about uh, serial killers. Like they're talking about right now, long trawl or long haul truckers. I've listened to things about the BTK killer. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's some real Gary Ridgway. People don't talk about Gary Ridgway. The Green River uh, Strangler, I guess. The fuck, man. Um, you know, it's fun to, to stick with like the pop culture ones, like because those are fascinating, like Gacy and and Dahmer and and all those guys. But like, yeah, there's a whole book of just real, real creepy people that uh, you could definitely draw from if you were trying to make a story. Like these people did this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Ed Gein was sleeping with dead bodies, fucking them, so like was, uh... he was just chilling. And that's I think he's more of what the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was based around was just that whole situation with him and the boy had some problems. So was uh, I think BTK and then Gary Ridgeway. See, dude, like. I, I ain't got, like, I mean, I'm in that situation. It's either, like, watch the same movies 40 times or, like, I got regular TV, like, with an antenna. So it's like, okay, watch these fucking reruns. And then I get on Justice TV and I'm like, don't watch it, don't watch it. Because this shit creeps me out. Yeah. And, like, horror movies don't really scare me as an adult. But, like, this shit creeps me out. And, like, and then it hooks me. And I'm like, fuck, now I'm watching another one of these goddamn Justice TV shows. <laughs> I've watched a lot of Lockup. And that's... um. Some of those people they meet in the prisons, death row inmates and, you know, murderers and stuff, they're, um, I find it really fascinating when they have them and they say, you know, do you have any remorse and all this shit? And they're like, yeah, I've, I feel remorse and I'm gen- I'm really sorry, you know, for what I've done. And they go, well, if you had it to do all over, would you do it? And you're, they're like, yeah, I would kill the fuck out of that bitch. And probably I would kill her dog, too, if you gave me a chance. Like, I don't know. I might have killed two or three more people that night, but whatever. Like, that just shit just blows my mind. Like, these are fucking psychopaths. <laughs> mm-hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> There's a lot of them, you know, and it doesn't take much. I make the joke all the time that, you know, with my credentials, I could have easily been a fucking serial killer or a stand-up comic. The the fucking the credentials are very similar. Wow. I'm serious, dude. Like there's a lot of a lot of fucked up shit in there and, you know, I read books and it's funny now as an adult, I I learn things about like tendencies and weird shit that people go through, and even listening to things about serial killers. And I'm like, well, okay, well that a lot of that shit happened to me. So it's like that's that's pretty heavy duty, man. Right, but I think at the end of the day, like no matter what the fuck you went through, it's your choice to be a good or a bad person. And like, uh, I don't know, man, like. Like, we've all been through some shit. It, dude, like, I think uh, the killing joke with Batman and Joker, like, the ending is perfect because the Joker goes on this, like, four or five minute, like, monologue on why, like, it's appropriate for him to be the Joker. And then uh, Batman goes on, like, you know, the whole, like, counterpoint in four or five, like, what the fuck? You think I haven't been through shit, too? And he's like, it's your fucking choice. And he's like, so this is you, like... It, it's not what you know like that didn't make you into this that was this is your excuse to be this yeah i'm 
I think that I've taken a lot of stuff in stride and just kind of had to compartmentalize and, and deal with thir- certain things. And, you know, I know that I'm a much different person than I used to be. Uh, I, I've said in other shows that, like, I, I held some very serious resentment from my grandma. And uh, I think if I would have been left to her devices much longer, there would have been some serious conflict there. And, uh, yeah, hatred, man, like legit hatred is a very powerful fucking uh, feeling, you know, like it'll do things to you. Yup. Makes my fucking eye twitch now just thinking about it. Like, there were times, man, like, she just didn't know. She was looking death in the face from three feet away. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) (sighs) I have a hard time with it now. You know, like, I have to really keep myself chilled out. I have to talk myself off the ledge every once in a while, you know. But I'm just, I had an uncle that went to prison for like 17 years, and we went and visited him a bunch. So, I know what it's like to go into those things just to visit, and I've watched enough lockup to know that I don't, I don't want to go to prison. So, if I do ever decide to fucking murder somebody, I'm going to try real hard not to get caught. Because it's not that I don't think I couldn't murder somebody; it's just I really, really don't want to go to prison. Isn't that the damn truth? I don't want somebody to take my freedom away. Like that would that would hurt me more than anything else because I can get over anything, but being locked in a fucking cage would bother me a lot. Mm-hmm. I think most people yep, feel that way. I bet that's why that's what keeps a lot of people from uh, from just straight up strangling fools at the grocery store and traffic. It's just, yeah, you'll go to prison, man. That's it's not good. And they got it pretty much hemmed up. Hey, kitty, don't be eating on the damn phone cord. Come on, give me some of that phone call, take bitch. Yeah, take your ass back in the other room. You good? Uh. Uh, that was on Family Feud today. Like, they were like, why don't most women kill their husbands? And they're all, you know, because like, he's loving, because this. And one dude was like, prison. <laughs> probably the top one, gotta be. No, I just, it's weird. Like, I just remember a lot of, like, very intense confrontations between me and her, especially as I got bigger and older. You know what I'm saying? It was very similar to, like, Oh, you ever see that movie Red Dragon? I, man, if I did, I don't remember a goddamn thing. I, like, I remember the first one, and like, even only in bits and I need to watch all that shit again. Well, that's The Silence of the Lambs, and then, like, Red Dragon is the prequel. So it's right. got Edward Norton, and Rafe Fiennes plays a serial killer guy, and it's he was tormented as a child. And it fucks with him because he's got like a, a hair lip scar. So that's his other thing. And it's, it, you know, whatever. It's a fucking psychological drama thing. I like that movie, by the way. But yeah, I think that, you know, there are people that have it much worse. So I get why other people have feelings when they fucking kill people or when they do just shit and they just, oh, I fucking got tired of the shit, man. You know, like I get it. I sympathize with those people sometimes because it's like I've, I've been there, bro. I think anybody has it in them, you know, most people, especially blue collar people, like maybe there's some white folks out there, some, some high collar, you know, highfalutin motherfuckers that could never think what it's like to have that kind of anger and resentment. But I think anybody that has, uh, grown up modestly, uh, max factor, dude, 
Max Factor. Yeah, the dude that made uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter famous. I don't know who that is. I know who Dog the Bounty Hunter is. I just don't know who the... Okay. Well, I don't remember this motherfucker's name, but uh, all you really got to do is Google Max Factor Killer Dog the Bounty Hunter. But uh, so, so this dude killed at least a couple. His, his wife, maybe it was just his wife. I don't remember. But uh, I, I don't remember. But anyway, this dude did some fucked up shit and then ran off to Mexico and Dog the Bounty Hunter was not famous and was like, fuck it, I'm going to get this money. I found out he was in Mexico, went down to Mexico, kidnapped, was not even supposed to be in Mexico, kidnaps this motherfucker in Mexico. The Mexican cops catch him, but uh, somehow he gets released. Well, he's banned from Mexico. He can't, but then, like, kidnapping apparently is only a misdemeanor in Mexico, so you're hardly even getting any trouble for it, which is fucked up. Oh, shit. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, he ended up getting famous for catching the Max Factor dude. And that's how he got his TV show and all that. I used to watch that a lot when I uh, moved into my first apartment that was uh, on my TV a lot. I was surprised when I found out he's actually not a very big dude. Apparently he's uh, quite petite. But he's chasing, <laughs> he's chasing down all them fucking Filipinos in Hawaii, so he looks like a fucking giant. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, he's only like 5'10", maybe. Like He's not very big at all. His hair adds a couple inches. And them fucking cowboy it's boots. Crazy what cameras can do. I think it's funny that he would run people down with fucking bear mace. Like I saw him get his ass whipped in a couple episodes. Him and his boy. Now I'm not saying that they're pussies by any means, but I'm just saying like sometimes you bring a fucking the wrong kind of equipment. You bring a fucking a baseball bat to a sledgehammer fight. Like it's just not the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it's you know. <laughs> I'm trying to think one time, I feel like, because his kid did MMA and shit, but I think somebody picked his kid up, like, maybe even over their head, and was just like, ah, motherfucker, and he was like, Leland, get back in the truck, fuck. That's what keeps me from fighting anymore. Yeah, I think mine is just, I've still got a lot of pent-up anger, man, and I just, I don't know if I can turn it off, you know what I mean? That, but that's the for me. I, like I, I was in that boat, and then martial arts, like it's my outlet. Like yeah. you know, and uh, like I don't like the dojos in Louisville. I like my one in Lexington, and I get out there when I can and spar when I can. But like, I'll just go out and practice in the woods, and you know, like I can throw a bag over a tree limb and and wail on that shit. Uh, I can even spar with a tree lightly. You know, I mean, I don't like break my knuckles or nothing, but like throw light kicks and light punches and pull them. And just get your form in and you just get, get that heart rate up. And I'm telling you, like, for me, I'm not, I'm not saying it's for everybody, but for me, I found, like, that's my outlet. Yeah, they're doing fucking Ninja Warrior in the Kentucky Bluegrass, Hobby Rogers. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking doing chin-ups, like, Fuck four yeah. or five branches up in a tree. Dude, and, I've like, heard, uh, what's dips? Dips will fucking keep your shit legit. <laughs> you just hold on to two fucking stumps, you know, and do like push ups like in between them, mm-hmm. or trash cans, yeah. or fucking parking lot poles, whatever you can get a hold of, or a bench, even. You fucking get in front of it, put your palms on that shit, and do reverse push ups. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like I'm Bruce Lee or I'm the baddest motherfuckers. I'm not. Like anybody mm-hmm. can get knocked out. Like who knows if he's going to win this fight tonight. But like when I beat my dude and he benches five something and I bench 150, like. You know, he sat me down and was like, I'm going to tell you a story. 
and told me a story about whooping this dude over nothing when he was like 20 and he's got a big scar on his forehead and he's like, this dude gets up every day, looks in the mirror and thinks about me over some dumb shit. Yeah. He's like, so don't go, you know, not to quote the West Virginia ninja, but don't go ninja nobody that don't need ninja. So he's like, if somebody don't attack you for real, for real, your family, like so life or death, like walk away from that shit. And that's why I quit my job so much, man. Cause like I'll go in being the nice dude. And I'll get catched some static because somebody takes that shit for weakness. And then, like, yeah. it and See what I'm saying? It'll escalate. And, like, it gets to the point where I'm, like, I'm redlining. It's either walk out of this job or catch a case over knocking this motherfucker out in the middle of work. And then how am I going to get a job again if they see I whoop somebody at work? So I just quit. Yeah, man. I mean, you don't want to be... It's that's really tough. I mean, fucking how about this? This is some crazy shit that just happened at my work. So we had a dude that recently got fired and he is known for being a hothead, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what he did was and he has a history of like fucking tailgating people or like just fucking with people while he's driving. But he just wouldn't do it at a time where he could like legit get caught up in some shit. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's out on the route. This car pulls out in front of him, right? Almost caught. And I understand the plight of truck driving. I, I drive it. You know what I'm saying? I don't drive a big-ass truck, but I've driven a pretty decent-sized one, and now I drive something a little more compact. So I get it. Rules of the road. You got an expedited? What's that? Expedited. Expedited. Yeah, and little bitty short trucks. Yeah, it's kind of like a U-Haul, what I drive now. What I used to drive was like one of them box trucks that you see at Home Depot or like a furniture row. Like, it's not a two-piece, it's a one-piece, but it's like half the length of a normal fucking truck. Gotcha. Which sometimes they're a little harder to drive because the ass end swings out when you turn, so you got to be real careful or you can clip somebody's whole fucking front end off. Yeah, UPS calls that a moose. Yes, sir. (laughs) So the deal is, is... Somebody pulls out in front of him. He has to lock him up, right? Slams on the brakes. He gets pissed off, tailgates the car, and then the car pulls into a gas station. He pulls in behind the car, fucking jumps out, runs up to the fucking window, and starts. I don't know if he actually was beating on the window, but he was basically outside, like, hulking out, you know, just fucking wigging. <laughs> it was a woman, and as soon as he started fucking, uh, you know, doing his thing. Yeah, you got to make your call. No, I'm going to finish this up. Okay, so no. He fucking, you know, jumps out, hollering, yelling, Bitch, you fucking get out of the car. Just going crazy. She records him, pulls her phone out, records the whole thing. He gets fired that day. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that was unacceptable. You're out, bro. Sorry. So, Monday, there's an older cat that's driving that route right now. He's driving. He pulls into a dealership, a car, you know, car dealership. No big deal. Gets out, starts walking to the back. This fucking Ford F one fifty pulls in behind him. And as he's walking to the back, two large gentlemen get out of the truck. And the dude that was driving goes, "Hey, you're not the dude that normally drives this truck." And he goes, "No." He goes, "Yeah, I'm looking for a guy that's bald headed with a goatee." And he goes, well, and he's an older cat. He's almost 60 and he's got a sense of humor, you know, so he's trying to play it off because he doesn't know what the fuck's happening. And he's like, no, nah, well, you know, I, I got a beard, but I'm going bald too. Shit. You know, I'm whatever. And he goes, what happened to the dude that normally drives? And he goes, oh, he got fired over an incident. And the dude looked at him and he said, yeah, well, that wasn't the only incident he had. Just be glad you're not him today. 
and they both Whoa. got the truck and they fucking backed up and they left. That sucks. So I gotta assume that could have been a male partner of that person or somebody, some other situation. But the thing is, is they were going on a description. They didn't even know what the dude's name was. They were just looking for a bald headed dude with a goatee, which I'm kind of bald headed looking with a goatee. And so I was like, what if I'd have been driving fucking that day? That would suck. Like I'm legitimately not the guy. And they were just said, I'm looking for this dude. I go, well, I'm not him. And they'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what the guy would have said, you know, or some shit like that. Yeah. And it just, it could have been real bad. So I'm glad it worked That's out. What, yeah. Yep. I got a button in my car that doesn't lose shit. I call my karma button. Like, I'll honk at people sometimes, but most of the time I just hit my fucking karma button. That's right. Just let them know. Fun. Cashing in on you, Because <laughs> somebody on the, out here, now, I don't remember. But anyways, somebody uh, was pulling that shit on the interstate, and I guess just caught dude at the, on the wrong day, at the wrong time, wrong one, and shot him in the head. Yeah. Just driving down the interstate. It's fucking, it's the jungle, bro. Got to watch your back. <laughs> that's why I, I'm telling you, that's why I stay at the crib. Don't go out and fuck with nobody. It's me too. <laughs> I've been shot once. I ain't trying to have this shit happen again. Well, Hoppy, it's been good talking to you, motherfucker. I'm going to do it All again. Right, well, have fun on that podcast. I will. It's going to be a lot of fun. But fucking, you know, holler at me, dude. We got this shit. Yeah, got you, Jody. Yes, sir. Have a good one. She got tattooed in Daytona, divorced in Darlington. She got a worn out on her in Bristol. She got blistered in that Talladega sun. She got knocked up in Rockingham. Locked up in Indiana She rocked them out in Richmond now She rolled for Atlanta Hauling ass There's a hauling ass She loved to watch them stock car boys come hard and fast Up in the grandstand Out in the infield grass she got them long, long legs, little hauling ass. She loves to rub that shifter. The burning rubber makes her feel good. And you ain't never seen nothing like that little supercharger under her hood. And she ain't ashamed to blow a rod. I ain't afraid to push Some boys love the cup race Over me I love the bush Then just hauling ass Yeah, hauling ass She loved to watch them stock car boys come hard and fast Up in the grandstand Out in the infield grass she got them long, long legs, Lord, just hauling ass. Yes, she high on the whiskey, she low on class. She got them long, long legs, just hauling that pretty little ass.
Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Seriously? Are you going to like heavy breathe and not say anything? Because I can do those kind of calls, but you don't have to pay me. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello, hello? I can hear you now. Nothing, you called at exactly the right time. I was about to start videoing my boobs, so it's probably better that you called. It's a, it's a good distraction from the debauchery yeah. of Saturday night. <laughs> my friend Mary Beth says hi. Hello, Mary Beth. How are you? I'm MB519. Yeah, she, she, she's one of my Twitter buddies. She's MB519. Oh, I think I've seen her before. Um... I've, I've I'm pretty recently, sure you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've just recently gotten on to your extracurricular Twitter activities. Which Uh-oh. He's my lover. It's okay. I like the D. I'm kidding. I like the D. No, you just short-circuited his brain for a second. Okay, so, sorry. yeah. No, it's okay. Hey. <laughs> Hello, Foxy. How are you? Hey, baby. How are you, Jody? Hmm. So far, so good. We uh, good. had a pleasant Saturday. Um, it was yeah. shit outside, so I didn't go outside hardly at all today. Well, lucky for you, because I went out. I had to do a fucking birthday party for nine-year-olds today. You want to It's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, we're multitasking over here, and some of that involves, like, not videotaping our boobs, so we're trying. The problem is you have four hands, so you've got four different chances to get into trouble. you got to find something to do with your hands. I, I just got my boobs grabbed, just so you know. I know this is radio and, and listening and not video, but I just got my boobs grabbed. It was awesome. It sounded awesome. I think I actually <laughs> also, we may or may not be drinking. Hmm. Well, I'm having one too. I actually normally drink beer while I've been doing it lately. I've had a couple. I don't know if you've listened to any of the episodes, but I got hammered. I have. I love your podcast. I had a couple episodes ago where it was really, really long. And by the end of it, I was so hammered. I actually, after I got done drinking, I had a six pack, which is really unusual for me to have in a sitting. Like normally Mm -hmm. I have two or three, but this was... I did a full sixer, and then I made a plate of nachos. Nice. Just chips and chips. The one I really liked oh, was man. when you did when you had Hoppy on, and you were packing your bowl, and we could all hear you. That's actually a lot of episodes. Uh, <laughs> I hear it, too. Well, see, and here's how I get around it. Is sometimes I'll, uh, I'll something rolled up. I'll smoke a joint or something like that, so you don't really hear that. But when I don't have no, 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 we can hear it loud and clear. I loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> I love a shot. That's right. Yeah. No, that we like. Okay, so on Twitter, we're looking at your at your little Abby thing, whatever your picture, and and Mary Beth likes your um, shower curtain. Thank you. It's disgusting. I don't. Okay. Well, you didn't have to say that. We're looking no. at the bottom of it. Yeah. No, we're not looking at like the inside of it. It from like from a distance, it looks fine. It has an and all you have to do is say thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
I like my shower curtain too. It's wonderful. It hasn't really been doing its job lately. I've gotten to where I'm taking a bath with my kid now. He's almost two, so he's uh, tall enough to take a shower. So we kind of just share. And yeah. the other night we were doing a thing and I was washing my own hair. And, you know, you close your eyes for that split second just to wash the bubbles off your damn head. And, uh, yeah, he whipped the shower curtain back. Water was going everywhere. It was nuts. I was, God, oh, damn it. Uh, we thought it was going somewhere completely different. I've had some really odd experiences with the kid in the shower, and it's something that I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, I tell you what, if you've listened to any other ones, you would know uh, Papa Wright, my buddy. Now, Papa Wright, mm. Papa Wright's a brother, and he's swinging a hammer. You know what I'm saying? I asked him before, I said, have you ever had like a moment, like when did you stop giving the kid showers? <laughs> like how how did that work out? And he said one time he did accidentally dick slap his oldest kid on accident. <laughs> and see, we're, we're in the, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think the showers have to stop when you dick slap your own kid. Yeah, it was a really awkward thing. And here's the one that happened to me is, so my kid, he really likes to drink water. Like, it's just his shit. He drinks water all the time. If I take my eye off of him outside, he might drink water out of a fucking puddle. Like, he loves drinking water. He'll pick up a cup okay. of water. So you really got to watch him because it's a detriment if you're somewhere where there's just random puddles of water shit around because he'll just pick it up and drink it, you know? Yeah. Even in the shower, okay. after the shower's turned off, he'll get down on his hands and knees on like the bath mat, and he'll try to drink the goddamn water off the f- the thing. And it's just like ah, like every time he does it, it's like no, and you got to pull him out and make sure. Kids <laughs> do gross the- shit. Okay, so today we got home from the nine-year-old's birthday party, and he went and got the mail from the mailbox, and we came into the kitchen, and he's sitting at the table, and he's like going through my shit, right, which annoys me but he's like mom you know you have this and it's like ad 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 he's like oh what about this one and it it wasn't an ad and so i walked over to the table and he's like here and he hands me an envelope and then there's this fucking cloud of fart okay (laughs) and it was horrible like my nine-year-old can kill a room and i looked at him and i was like did you just fucking fart and he goes yeah, he was like, that was pretty good, huh? I got you to come over here. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, dude. Damn, got you to <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's magical. Good job. No. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, we're, it's a lot of farts. I don't know what I do. Yeah. Huh? There's a lot of farts around these, these parts. We got me and the boy, and we keep everybody pretty much on their toes. No, yeah, and that's they just do gross shit. Like the whole thing with the shower. Like I said, he likes to drink water. And the other day, like it was the same shit. I'm standing there washing my head, you know, and I yeah. open my fucking eyes, and this kid is standing there with a cup. And you know, when you're naked, water runs down your body, and you got the, right. the dick hanging on the front. Uh, the the water kind of yes, they don't have that. I know, and that's I, I I had to explain that part, so I wanted to make sure you're still with me. <laughs> I open my eyes and look down, and this kid is holding a cup, and there's just shower water running down my dick and like a fountain into this cup, and he's standing there catching it. I know full well he's fitting to try to drink the shit, and I was just like, ah! <laughs> I slapped the fucking shit out of his hand. I had I swapped spots, like I moved him to the front. After that, I was like, Nah, you're gonna stay up here now because this is. Oh my god! 
See, I would be laughing so hard at that point. I'm not even sure that I would be able to, you know, function correctly as a parent because that's, that's fucking funny. I'm sorry. Well, see, most people. Now, to be fair, I have not showered or bathed with my boys yeah. since they were like two because, okay, I've known since they came out that both of my boys are not only straight, but they're man horse. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, there was a very brief period of time where I could like bathe with them and it was cool. But, you know, now it's, you know, not at all possible because I'm not even joking. Like tell all of your listeners to buy stock in Trojans because I'm going to be buying them by the caseload in about five years. <laughs> you kids, they're going to be just hammering nails, Foxy. You're going to be getting so many phone Dude, calls. Dude, no. Okay, so the nine-year-old has had a girlfriend since kindergarten. Yeah. And the, his on-again, off-again girlfriend is a fucking whore. Like, I hate her. <laughs> Seriously. And, and, you know, it's horrible to say that about, like, a seven-year-old girl, but she's a fucking whore. (laughs) She came up to me, okay, so this was, like, first grade, and she came up to me one day, I was at school, because, you know, like, in addition to being an awesome, amazing, sexy, funny, you know, comedian person, I'm also a mother, and so, like, I do room mother shit. Yeah. And so I was up there for room mother shit, and this fucking whore comes up to me, and she's like, hey, Mrs. Foxy, do you know about me and Little Fox? I was like, excuse me? What are you talking about? And she says, yeah, so we're together. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? She said, well, when we went out on the playground yesterday, we held hands. And tomorrow we're going to hug. And then on Friday, we're going to kiss. And I'm like, bitch, you ain't doing shit. Get the fuck away from my boy. I'm sorry. So I have never wanted to, like, punch a seven-year-old in the face. But I seriously wanted to cut a bitch right then. You know, I guess that's that's the plight of the mama. You know, you're going to have to handle some shit. Okay, but see here. There's a little backstory here. I know her mother. <laughs> and let me just put it this way. Her mother also knows my ex-husband. Oh, shit. So it's just... Yeah, it, it's an apple that is not falling far from the tree. Let me just say that. Oh, man. Don't you... Yeah. Don't you a little bit of sadness. I'm like, no, get your little fucking yeah. seven-year-old talons out of my boy. Because he's way better than you, bitch. <laughs> Doesn't make you feel good to know that one day she she's just gonna be doing shitty. No, I probably didn't make. You no, feel yeah, no. Seriously, like this girl, I, I I almost feel bad for her because you can totally tell that she is going to be sliding down a pole one day, not long from now. Like seriously, within ten years, she's going to be on a pole, and and I feel bad about that, sort of. Except for the fact that, like, I want her to get the fuck away from my son. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That's weird. That's horrible. No. I should probably not be saying this. Why do you always make me podcast with you when I've been drinking? Because Stop. it's when you get the true emotion. That's the whole point of podcasting. You got oh, it's horrible, Dodie. No. Yeah.
is happening a lot, yeah. though, right? Am I wrong? This shit is popping off. No, well, I think, like okay, so the here's news. the thing. It's hard to tell if the incidence rate is higher now or if it's just that the media is reporting it more now. Now, we're talking about teachers and students, right? Is that Yeah, yeah. teachers and students, yeah. Because, like, it totally seems like all of these hot teachers, I mean, fucking Van Halen did a song about it, what, 40 years ago? I don't even know. It's definitely it, like so, a genre. You know, I'm sure there's porn about it. Plenty. Just oh, God. Porn. Dude, what do you mean you're sure there's porn about it? Come on, you do Pornhub. I'm positive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So don't even lie. It's, um... <laughs> It's definitely more popular. And that's what I think. It's like society is a reflection of pop culture. Like, it, you know, what's happening around us is what's happening on TV and shit like that. That's the but point. The, the, that's what blows my mind is, like, people actually live their lives thinking, how can I be a reality show? Right? That is pretty crazy. Like, I mean, I'm gonna go. It's a generation. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do something, and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get likes on social media. I'm gonna get my own reality show. I'm gonna, like that is insane to me. That's that's like all of them is crazy to me. Some of it's not even about good things either. Like that motherfucker that was on Facebook killing people recently. Like people. Oh yeah. And they're all just attention-starved kids. That's what, you know, that's what social media is about. It's about getting attention. Oh. Yeah, no, it is. Hey, you want to hear something crazy? Okay, tell me something crazy. Random Rob is buzzing in. Would you like me to patch him through? Uh-uh, get him on the line. Here I love him. him. Easy, watch your microphone there, killer. Hola, como esta? I'm here. Is Bill out there? Yes, I'm here. Oh my God, what's up? I totally want to do the whole <laughs> horror movie. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh my God. Okay, so be up. I'm totally hitting you up for this. I have an awesome idea for a YouTube video, and I need your fucking camera and, like, microphone equipment and all that shit. It's going to be hilarious. For sure. So, so pitch me. Pitch, pitch me that idea. What's going on? You're not putting your hand in your pants, are you, Jody? I mean, I cannot confirm nor deny what's happening here right now. I got a onesie on, so I can't put my hands in my pants. Wait, 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 you have a onesie on? What the fuck? Yes, I do. Nah, what? You just pull your arm inside. Like, the a, like, a, like the man romper thing shit? What is that? Really? Oh, shit. Can you see that, Foxy? He's wearing a Deadpool onesie. No, what do you mean? Can I see it? What are you talking about? He's on video. I'm on the phone. I am oh, yeah. too. See if you yeah, she's on the phone. <laughs> Like, I may not be smart. Yeah. I may not know how that works, Jenny, but <laughs> on the phone, I can't see shit. That's true. <laughs> what you wanted to do on the phone instead of doing Skype. I get it. Well, because 
I don't know. I just thought it would be easier. Well, that you'd have to have your laptop in. So I have my laptop. So wait, if I put it on site? Oh man, you should see Rob's clean shaven face right now. I want to see the rock him. Oh man, it's it's epic. He's sitting there with his with his sultry red headphones. And it looks like. No, y'all are leading me on, and I know this. I get it. I still want to see it. So yeah, do you want? Um, if you get your fucking laptop out, you can do video if you'd like, and you and your friend. I've, I've got my laptop out. Hold on a second. I'm fucking. I'm fine. You understand that like technology is not my thing, right? No, I feel you. Wait, is that Skype? What is that? No, that's Apex for shit. What is Skype? That's what we're doing, right? Skype. Yep. I've already got yeah. you on Skype too, so I think I can just add you. Is that what? All you have to do is open the um, the program because I'm pretty sure that I already have you in my Skype. Well, I'm trying, okay? Listen, I'm not rushing you one little bit. You take your fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very patient person. I feel totally pressured here, and I just want to say for the record that I'm totally pressured. Under pressure. Where's that one? It's not opening. What the hell? I'm going to have my laptop open. Okay. Technology is really not my thing. By the way, I'm eating some pizza right now, so. Yay, pizza for her. That's happening. Um, La Fresca. It is awesome. It's the best pizza. So it's thinking. What? Why is it? Please sign in again. What the fuck? I don't know what my sign in is. You eat us now? Yay. Yay. That was really freaking complicated. Yes, it was. <laughs> it literally <laughs> took more complicated than it had to be. It took Sorry. Sorry. Uh, it wasn't even that. It was just like, I'm on a whole different computer set up here, so I don't know how none of this shit works yet. <laughs> I'm still not seeing Rob's face, so. I turned my thing on, my bad. <laughs> Turn your thing on. There you are. Okay, so I have to ask you, what the fuck are you wearing? A onesie. Yeah, show it to her. <laughs> show her the onesie. <laughs> Look at it. Oh my god! <laughs> it. That is amazing. Oh, oh, you ain't seen the slippers, so though. Hold on. No, 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 let's see the slippers. <laughs> Jesus. Are those LSU Tiger slippers? Hey, why are you wearing that? Uh, those are amazing. Uh, Tiger slippers. Ugh. I love it. Do you actually sleep in that? No, it's a little constricting in my sleep, but um, whenever. Okay, so so wait a minute. So you put that on just for us? Oh no, it's well, yes, yes, 
Yes, um, that's what I'm going to stay. That was for us. Yes. I appreciate you, Rob. <laughs> I knew it was the Poe Boys podcast, and so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to wear my onesie. <laughs> a onesie is very <laughs> You're going to dress the fuck up. That is awesome. I love it. By the way, I swear to God, if you post any more of the fucking Walmart videos, I'm going to have to come kick your ass. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> We have to go film more, but I have to be like a little bit less intoxicated. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean, yes? You're not supposed to agree that quickly. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, yes, you should be more intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Jody, I think I scared the shit out of him <laughs> when we went to Walmart. No, 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 no. See, see, that, that was the thing. I, I said it on my show a lot, too. It was just like, I wasn't worried about what you was doing. I was completely fine with that. I mean, that was right up my alley, awkward shit. But I was more worried about my son and him holding the camera. So I was more okay. him and him holding the camera and making sure we was in frame and all this other bullshit. So. To be fair, I do have a regret about fucking saying some shit to your son that I probably shouldn't have said. So I, I hope he didn't take it personally. I hope you didn't take it personally. But... To be fair, you sat there and watched me drink a fuck ton of liquor. And then you oh, took yes, me sir. out to Walmart with your son and videotaped it. So, you know, like, I think it's your fault. Yes, it was. It was mine. Okay. Okay. I- so we're good. <laughs> I think she called your kid motherfucker at one point. There was that? What? Didn't you call his kid a motherfucker at one point? Something like that. You said I did. Off to him and he was staring at you. You'd be like, whatever, motherfucker. <laughs> and here's the worst part. I have kids myself. I saw that and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, you put it out on Twitter and I was like, I can't even retweet this because I feel so bad about it. And hey, he's heard worse from me. I mean, I haven't called him a motherfucker, but I said motherfucker a lot. <laughs> Okay, but this was a strange white woman that he'd never met. Yeah. And to be fair, that was not cool. So, well, my apologies. Yeah, well, he understood the situation. <laughs> I, I still think it's your fault. Okay. Well, well, you, you right here, mother. <laughs> okay, yeah, bring him in. I'll say sorry. It's right. fine. I'm good. I'm sorry for calling you. Meanwhile, Jody's sitting here going, holy shit, my, my entire show has been derailed. Hey, I'm eating chocolate. I'm sitting here just watching you motherfuckers. Uh, that was hilarious. Oh, so you're happy. Okay. Yeah. Where's, where's the little Rob? Stand right there by the couch. You stand right there. Oh, there he is. Hey! He and his matching onesie. Are you, honey? He and his matching onesie. That's incredible. That is fantastic. I love that y'all have matching onesies. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. So first, you did a fantastic job filming at Walmart. I just want to tell you, you did a fantastic job filming. Thank you. Secondly, to apologize for any um, verbiage that I should not have used with... Seriously, your dad is, like, killing me right now. <laughs> I want to apologize. I should not have said some of the things that I said to you. And and I hope that you understand that um, drinking is bad. 
Drinking is something that you shouldn't do, and drinking leads you to saying things that you probably shouldn't say, right? Right. Okay, so my apologies, and whatever it was, it was all your dad's fault. She's apologizing because I think she might have called you a motherfucker at Walmart, and she felt bad about it. So if she did, in fact, call you a motherfucker at Walmart, she said she felt bad, so she wanted to tell you personally. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, after I saw the video, I was like, oh, shit, that was probably not the best thing to do. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so, apologies. Seriously, it, and your dad is just, like, standing there, like, making the weird, creepy face. He's photobombing. That's nice. No, he's photobombing, but, like, creepy photobombing. We don't know. No, say no. It's like a cardboard cutout. It looked like somebody just held up a Rob stat, like half a Rob behind him. That was great. Yes, no. That's weird. Do that, Rob. Crouch down and crawl behind (laughs) the chair and then come up real slow from the bottom like the elevator. That's weird. Here it goes. That's creepy. (laughs) Don't do the like disappearing stairs thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, 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 disappearing stairs. I don't. I'm thinking Little Rob is like kind of into the whole podcasting and video and Skype stuff. Mm-hmm. Because he's not giving phone. back those headphones, huh? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm good, bro. You can take a hike. Awesome. All right. Well, y'all got about 15 more minutes with me because. I'm about to start hosting a uh, hashtag war, so on Twitter. And this is kind of a big deal. You got to get ready to so go into drink, battle. I have to drink more. I have to do more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to, like, prepare for this shit. Mm. It's kind of weird. So, yeah. Is that, like, the deal with Twitter? You, you just you find little things to do? I've, I've noticed that I've played along with the game. That's pretty awesome how you just sit around and make – jokes or punchlines or whatever that's i like it it's cool yeah okay so my understanding is you know like when twitter first started out and and i've only been so i don't know a whole lot about it i just pretend um but like when it started out there were organic hashtags like you could say hey i'm having a shit day hashtag life sucks you know and and those would be organic hashtags now there are Twitter games and hashtag games and they're scheduled and there's a calendar of them and there's an app that does hashtag games. Um, I actually host an independent hashtag game. Um, ours is at Dirty Mofos, D-I-R-T-Y-M-O-F-O-Z. And ours is sort of an after dark Twitter thing. We do it Saturday nights. 2.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and ours are all, like, dirty joke tags. So, it's, it, we, we get a lot of the creepy people yeah. on Twitter, yeah, yeah, and it's so awesome, cool. and, and Jody, I've seen you play our tags, and it, uh, I love it. What? So, yeah, about. you do, you do play the, you, you do play the creepy, dirty stuff, and it's awesome. You're brilliant. Um, <clears throat> so tonight they actually have 
like a tournament for hashtag games. So different crews. Um, so like my crew's Dirty Mofos. There's another crew, hashtag skirmish, and we're bracketed together. So it's like a we're not to Sweet Sixteen yet, but it's it's definitely a March Madness kind of thing. So yeah. we play them tonight, and whoever there's a diff, there's a lot of different ways you can score points. It's first to trend. Are you trending in the United States or Canada or Europe or Dubai? I mean, you can get points for trending in Dubai. So do it. Um, but that's what that that's kind of what we're doing tonight. And so our tag drops tonight at uh, 11.59 Eastern Time. So that's why right now it's it's 11.30 Eastern Time. So I'm getting kind of, you know, since it's my crew, I'm sort of leading it, and that that's why I don't have a whole lot of time to, to podcast with you tonight. So play along. Rob, are you Battle Royal? <laughs> you don't even follow us. That hurts my feelings. I'm not leaving. This is the most important. Yes. It is absolutely. It is definitely the most important. But you should follow my tag group, um, which is weird because when I first joined Twitter, I, I didn't. I didn't even know about hashtag games. I had no clue. I joined Twitter because everybody was talking about Twitter, and I didn't know what it was. And for a year, I didn't hardly use the account. And then I was using it mostly for sports stuff and to follow. Okay, so. Like, I'm really into football, you know, professional football. And so, like, I was using it to follow football players and sports stuff, not. And then I accidentally found hashtag games and a whole community of really cool, really brilliant, really funny people that it, it's, it's really been fun, you know. And that's, that's kind of where I am right now. And just getting into hosting the games was by accident. I had no idea how to do it, and that was literally five months ago, maybe. Yeah. And, yeah, and I had somebody teach me and, and then started my own group, and we've been doing really well, um, doing really dirty shit. <laughs> so it works out really well. Yeah, it just seemed like a half-naked ass on the profile picture. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you. So we we have fun. There's there actually is a market of hashtags. See, a lot of the hashtag games that are through the app are sort of PG rated, and they're for everybody. And they're fun, and I play them myself. But there's a market for people who want to explore kind of the dirty side of humor, and so that's what we do. Okay. We've done, What's you know, dirty though. Huh? What's my definition of dirty? In context of your little group there, I mean, you say dirty because, I mean, dirty to me is like spoiled milk and rotten eggs. So what's dirty? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It, it's mostly sexual stuff, to be honest. It, it's mostly sexual stuff. Like, um, our, our, la our tag last week was dirty insults. And so we got, you know, we got... Like, one of them was like, how ugly her dildo went limp. You know, I mean, just like crazy shit like that. I remember. And, do you remember? Do you remember it? Uh, you did a lot last week. What were, I don't remember which ones yours were. Hold on. Uh, the one that I remember was smells like. Yes. yes. And then you posted one that was more of a fuck in the dark kind of person. 
room shot. I like that. I really do. Um, and so, honestly, like, because ours are on late at night, um, and, you know, I mean, our name is Dirty Mofos. So our tags usually either have dirty or filthy in the, in the hashtag. And we let people express kind of their dark side. You know, it's a lot of fun, Rob. You just throw one liners at a hashtag and just because well, I'm down with that. I might have to yeah, but I'll definitely have to play tonight because, like I said, we're we're actually in a hashtag warp, and we seriously we want to win bad. Our group is so competitive. It, <laughs> that that's the thing. Like you know, I'm. I'm. I don't know if it's secretly or not, but I'm super competitive. Like, I like to win. So tonight it's going to be a big deal for me. So y'all play, y'all retweet, y'all get all of your followers to play. I mean that that's your that's your job for. T- I tell you, mm-hmm. I got another job I got to handle. It's my baby doesn't go to sleep for my wife when it comes to uh, like nighttime. So I'm going to have to be off here at least by 11 to see because it's 1030 now and he's still in there making noise. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I always got pissed off because my ex had the whole sleeper hold thing going down when they were younger. Oh, yeah. But like now, now they want me. Now they want me. But like when they were, you know, like younger than toddlers, they were all over, you know, the daddy shit. So... That was, uh, yeah, I'm over that. Well, it sucks. <laughs> you won't go to sleep for her, so that means that, you know, most nights I have to make sure that I'm going Okay, well, I'm going to have to go in, like, five, so I have I have even less than that. But I'm serious. I meant to, hey, that's what I'm saying. Trying. Like, I'm going to try what's over. Okay, it, it's Tag Battle Royale, and it goes for two hours. And so whichever, so what happens is team drops a tag, and the other team drop, and whichever t- or trends you earn points for that. So that's why it's so important for you guys to like help me out. For sure. Yeah, that's why. But so I'm gonna have to go in like less than five minutes because right now notifications are blowing up for my team. Like, where are you? And you know, are we ready to go? You're going then. <laughs> Yeah, but seriously, Rob, I'm serious. I have, I have a storyboard video that I want to do for YouTube with my kids. It's gonna be fucking hilarious. But I need your your camera and your microphone and all that kind of stuff. For sure. <laughs> Are you down? Yeah, I'm down. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. I've been sick, so I'm still coughing. Yeah, I want to, I need to get it down, and the other part is, it's going to involve people's kids, so I'm going to have to, like, you know, get parents involved, and waivers and shit, and whatnot, but it's going to be funny as fuck. This is going to be, if it doesn't go viral, I'm going to be really upset with it. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll we'll make it happen. I got a microphone. I know! I know. I totally do not want to to like film this on my iPhone. <laughs> iPhones make some pretty good videos. <laughs> they do. They do. And and like, hey, because I I did that video back and forth with Hoppy, which was fine on iPhone, 
But this is a little bit different because what I have in my brain needs more 360, needs more, it just needs more. It just needs more. And I think you and your son will handle it great. For sure. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I love the onesie. I'm totally in love with the onesie. All right, you guys. I'm going to have to go. Get on out of here. I adore you both. Huh? Get on out of here. Go get ready for you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I love you guys. And anytime you want to, just let me know. Yeah. And I'll be happy to jump on that works. No, we got it. No problem. We'll get you lined out. <laughs> have a good one, Foxy. All right, guys. Bye. Love you. Works in the bank and she works in the store and she don't go that old stuff anymore. She likes to get high and listen to the band. She likes to make love to her kind of man. Their kind outlaw women. They got here right on time. Outlaw women don't need any guns. Outlaw women just out for fun. In many ways, she's a lot like me. She don't give a damn about society. Might be a little rich girl, she might be poor. She might be a married woman that needs a little more. She's an outlaw woman, first of a kind. These outlaw women, riding high in 79. These outlaw women don't need any guns. These outlaw women just out for fun. Call her lady, some call her other names, but you won't ever call her that around me and my gang. 